Who's the other one? Um, the dude who did uh, Gore Verbinski. Both of them have tried to do Bioshock movies, and it would be so good if it was done by either one of those two. Those were on X- uh, Xbox. Those were on Prime. They didn't make them. Hmm? They never made them. Oh, you mean on Game Pass? Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, I don't they, know. They were for a little bit. I don't know, but I know they put the the collection on sale pretty frequently, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely worth it. And we're recording, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, welcome everybody. This is not about games. This isn't. <laughs> it's not about cats. No, you may hear the, uh, the, the, the screamy Mimi, my, my little cat, um, who is not super thrilled about being in the bedroom. We're not holding anyone hostage, so don't call anyone. It's just a very dramatic cat. Heard that. Um, yeah, so as promised, uh, well, first of all, this is the Series Run Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Matt. And uh, this is where we watch the entire series of movies in, in the franchise and then talk about them. And today is one of my all-time favorites, Reanimator, which is fantastic. Very <laughs> underrated films. Oh, yeah. Not They're... underrated. I mean, they got a, it, got a, it gets a following. Yeah. Well, the I first think, one's got a huge following. I don't think it gets enough, uh, I don't think it gets enough cred. No. Street cred. Well, it was kind of too much for people, the first one, when it came out. I, people thought it was way too gory. I mean, it's H.P. Lovecraft. Kind of. If you've ever read that, <laughs> it's, it's, it starts there, but <laughs> it goes to like a whole different place. Like, H.P. Lovecraft was not known as, as a humorist. And if there's any one thing all of the reanimators are, it's that they are very, very funny. Um, they do not take themselves one tiny little bit seriously. Yeah. Um, so uh, we can just hop right into it. There if you go. All right. So Reanimator. October 18th. 1985. Year of our Lord. What were you doing in 85? I was being uh, 13. Nice. So, you know, probably masturbating a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was being one. <laughs> well, hopefully you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the one the, and and I will say there's a rose colored glasses thing for me on these movies because I grew up with them. Um, I, I was a 13 was prime time stuff. This kind of movie was right in my wheelhouse. Do you remember going to the theaters? I, never, I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it on video a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, and uh, you know, the director of this is an isn't was an interesting man. Um, the, the late Stuart Gordon. R.I.P. Um, he did, this was really his first real movie. He did that uh, stupid TV movie in the 70s called Bleacher Bums. Bleacher Bums. <laughs> Can't say I've seen that. But he went on to do uh, half the stuff I watched when I was a kid. Robot Jocks, uh, From Beyond, Dolls, which is uh, was an Empire Pictures release, which has kind of a tie into all this too. Um, the, the always popular Castle Freak, which if you haven't seen that, holy shit. Um, but he also wrote both of the dentist movies. Yeah. Yeah. Including my, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite, uh, subheads for a movie, Dentist 2, Brace Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And he wrote the story for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, I was reading that. Which is crazy, crazy. Um, ordinarily, I wouldn't go into the producer, but Brian Yuzna directed this, or produced this, rather. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but he's got quite the uh, career as well. 
Okay, so I'm going to try and not make this a love fest about it, but this stars Jeffrey Combs. You know, there's some roles where you can't picture anyone else doing it, right? Like Bruce Campbell's Ash. He's always going to be Ash. Yeah. Nobody else can pull that character off. Jeffrey Combs is Herbert West, and I can't think of anybody doing it the way he does it. Hmm. Because he's got such a delicate balance. Because Herbert West is an asshole. Like, he is a huge asshole. He's arrogant as fuck. He's super smug. And yet, <laughs> you kind of cheer for him anyway. Yeah, you can definitely see him. He was definitely more of a dick in the first one. But he's an asshole in all of them. Yeah, he's more of a dick in the first one, but he's a dick in all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably the most restrained in the third movie. He's the only thing that's the most restrained in the third movie. But in the first two, he's just an ass. Um, but he's so good at doing it. And I think I was trying to think of why it's sympathetic to a certain extent. And I think it's because he is absolutely unflappable. There's nothing that gets to him. Yeah. <laughs> straight face. <laughs> he's like completely straight faced, completely confident all the time. Even when everything's blowing up in his face, he doesn't give a shit. Which I think is fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, he's been in 146 movies and TV shows. Uh, he's been in Star Trek a lot. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Um, That's my favorite one. Uh, the other one that I love him in is um, the two that I loved him in are The Frighteners. Yeah, I vaguely remember him. In the He's the FBI days. agent who goes crazy. Okay. And who, who, start, who starts to throw up if women yell at him. And at the end he gets his head blown off and there's a ghost head. He's like, what? <laughs> um, and um, he was in the remake, uh, the, both remakes of The House in Haunted Hill. The first one and the second one. He's Dr. Vanicut. Okay. Um, he's barely in it, but he really makes an impression. Yeah, I vaguely remember him. Yeah, I don't think he makes. I don't think he even has any lines, but he's creepy as fuck in him. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the um, the the movie version of the Giver. Mm, yes, 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 yes. He plays a character in that named Doctor East. Man, the Giver! <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, that's a movie right there. Yeah, that's that's a piece of work. That one, Mark Hamill, man. Um, <laughs> and then he also. In 1992, they attempted to make a Doctor Strange movie, um, but they lost the rights to use the name. So it was a full moon release. So, of course, they released it anyway, but they just changed his name to Doctor Mordred. But he played the Doctor Strange character in it. Huh. It was just a different name. That's weird. It's Yeah, it's full moon. What are you going to do? Um, and, of course, also the, big, the other big name in this, of course, is Barbara Crampton, who plays, uh, who plays the girlfriend. Um, and uh, she is a scream queen among scream queens. Is she? She was in Chopping Mall. Oh, man. That was if a I recall one. correctly, she's the one that gets her head blown up. Um, she was in From Beyond. Uh, she was in Castle Freak. Uh, she kind of disappeared for a while, and then she was in Year Next. And that kind of revived her career, like, years later. And now she's back in tons of stuff. But she's a great actress, and she seems like a really cool person generally. And then, um, you know, other than that, you got Bruce Abbott playing Dan. Yeah. Who's this great man. Um, I like him. I like him, too. I like him I like him even better in the second one. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely better in the second one. It's kind of crazy he didn't really do anything after this. 
Now, well, he did uh, in 86, he was the lead in Bad Dreams, which I will continue to go to bat for. I think it's a great movie. Um, that's when I was talking about that people accused of being a Nightmare 3 ripoff. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy leading the group therapy session in that. Um, and David Gale, of course, is Dr. Hill, and he's so good in this. Um, he, the only other movie, I mean, he was in tons of TV shows in the 70s. Like every movie of the week style TV show, he showed up at least one episode. I'm sure he's got a Columbo episode in there somewhere. And um, Guyver. Yeah. And he was in The Brain, which is one of the dumbest. As I saw it on a Mystery Science Theater live tour. It's one of the dumbest horror movies ever made. The Brain. It's about a giant brain that controls people through their television sets. Hmm. It's fucking bonkers. Um, so, okay. This thing is released unrated, right? Really? Oh, yeah. There was no way this was getting our rating. Not with that gore level. Mm-mm. Gore was good. The effects oh, were it's great. The effects are amazing, and they're practical. This is before CGI got to be a thing. Um, and the guy uh, who headed up the effects was uh, John Carl Buechler, who we may remember from Hatchet. Hatchet. He was the uh, crazy guy that lived <laughs> out in the woods. <coughs> the late John Excuse Carl Buechler, R.I.P. God, it's so sad he died. Um, oh, Hatchet. Well, he did the, uh, he directed Friday the 13th 7. And he would have known um, about too much gore because they cut that movie to shreds. They had to cut out, like, everything good. He did a ton of practical effects work in it and just. And, and uh, the 13th to 7th? Mm-hmm. The, the New Blood. It's one of my favorites. I love that one where it's Jason versus Carrie. That's got the infamous uh, kill with the uh, sleeping bag. Yeah, that's a sleeping bag one. Yeah, where he picks her up. Oh, pow! <laughs> but uh, in, the, in the original cut, if you watch it, I've, I've seen some of the footage. He smacks her against the tree like six times. <laughs> you gotta make sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I cannot say enough about Herbert because he's... The, the whole thing about Herbert West is that he is always convinced that he's right. Yeah. And he usually is. <laughs> he ain't wrong. No, he's not wrong, but he's just like, no, you're wrong, I'm right. The end. Like, we're not going to discuss this anymore. All of you are idiots. Um, the music is so good in these two that um, the, the, the theme music to it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's dun, basically dun, the psycho dun, theme dun, with dun, an dun, oboe dun, part dun, 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 dun. Um, Richard Band did the music. And if you recognize the last name, it's because his father, Albert Band, started Empire Pictures back in the day. Oh, the, nice. Yeah, the uh, creator of the aforementioned dolls uh, and Puppet Master and all that stuff. And Puppet then Master. his brother, Richard Band, went on after Empire collapsed to found Full Moon. Nice. And is still in charge of Full Moon. So he does the music for pretty much all of their stuff. Um. Okay, so the uh, there are so many keeper lines. <laughs> There's so many good lines in this movie. I, I all of them are like that though. Like they all have great zingers. I think the whole movie is a zinger. But like when well, and you can tell this is made unrated at least in part because of the copious nudity. Which is something they have in common in at least the first two. I don't remember the nudity in the third one. I don't think there, there yeah, wasn't it much. Really wasn't, it really wasn't in the third one. There was a little, but not much. No. Nah. But the first, the first two are 
chocolate block with it, which I got no problem with because Barbara Crampton's a nice lady. Um, <laughs> she ain't ugly. No, she's a good-looking girl. Um, I love the randomness great, of, of the movie, uh, especially oh. just how the beginning, and then it's just like you forget about all that shit that just happened. <laughs> kind of like the end. I mean, I don't mean to jump to the ending, but no, go ahead. Seeing how uh, Herbert West was being dragged away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, like, the movies, and then the way it ends, and then just like that, it's like, oh, no, no, they're alive. Yeah. No, Everybody's well, and, and continuity is not <laughs> important, but it's because we're, we already, you're already buying into something that's ridiculous, right? Like, the whole movie's goddamn ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but just like half of, half of, of Combs's lines in the first movie are just absolutely keeper lines. Yeah. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorites of the whole series, of course, um, is when Dr. Hill's head is talking to him about how he's going to steal his formula and become famous. And he says, and it's the tone, too, and he's like, who's going to listen to you? You're a talking head. Get a job in a sideshow. <laughs> it's like, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, that, and uh, when he's mad at him for killing the cat, <laughs> like, you could have left a note, what am I going to write? Cat's dead. Put it in the fridge. See you later. <laughs> um, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, it had a nine hundred thousand dollar budget. That more than doubled that on release, and I can't imagine how much it made on home video, but it has to be a ton, because this is considered a canon cult movie. Yeah. And you'd seen it before this, right? No, I, remember, I saw the, I've seen the first two. Yeah. It was the third one that I've never seen. Yeah, but the first one holds up. I mean, it's... first one's good. Yeah, it's great. There's nothing it's, really wrong with it. I mean, no. if you accept it for what it is, as soon as you start watching it... Yeah, yeah, you just got to get on its <clears> wavelength, <throat> and it's not that hard to get on its wavelength. But I, honestly, it was... Uh, I don't know. I, I, even though you know they're not taking it seriously, but it's, sometimes it's like, in some way they did. Yeah, well, in something like this, you can't really take it seriously right like yeah. like that's this isn't the kind of movie that works as a serious movie no it has to be pretty damn goofy are you you're oh do you know what they made the uh the reagent out of uh-uh. glow sticks oh is that what they're using? yeah they were using the inside the glow sticks for it that's nice <laughs> and it looks like it but you know in the context of the movie it's great and what um, i love about that too is he never shows you how he makes it nope nope <laughs> In the third one, they almost do, but then it's like, I need, you know, all of these things on the list, and you never get to see the list. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you see them working on it, but you don't see them, like, <laughs> actually putting that shit together. Yeah, no. Um, you know who else has a really good performance in this? And I forget his name. Um, the guy who's the dean. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, Robert Crampton's dad. Um, because he plays... You know, the Dean, and then he plays himself after he gets reanimated as a crazy zombie dude. Yeah. And that those performances could not be more opposite. And he plays both perfectly. Like, that's got to be hard. Yeah, Robert go, Samson. Yeah, Robert Samson. It's got to be hard to be like, no, I'm this, like, you know, Dean guy who's very, like, professional or whatever. And then they get turned into a zombie and be like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to square those two performances, but he does a great job. Um, here's the biggest shocker for me about this that I didn't know is the Rotten Tomatoes. 94% from critics, including Siskel and Ebert. Ooh. 
They both loved it. A healthy Cisco and Ebert. Yeah, and that's shocking, especially Cisco. I can see Ebert liking it, but Gene Cisco hates shit like this, and he loved it. So I don't get it. Um, maybe the tumor is already starting. Uh, Damn, it was pressing against his brain. He didn't know what he was thinking. Yeah, well, that was uh, the same year he died. His favorite movie of the year was Babe Pig in the City. Yeah, that wasn't a bad one. That's not bad, but it's not the best movie of the year. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> they audience took, score they is actually lower than the critic score. It's 82 mm-hmm. because there have to be dumb assholes out there somewhere. And it's only got a 7.2 on IMDb, which is ridiculous. It should be higher than that. That's a great movie. I agree. Um, so, yeah, and then we come to Bride of Reanimator, which I think is kind of the redheaded stepchild of this series. They a lot of people the, they don't like it. They took the like shot it. of uh, steroids on this one. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. It <clears throat> might be my favorite of the three. Um, 1990, so it's five years later. Super random how it starts, because I didn't think of... Hilarious how, how it, it can be How it can be, and I'm like, wait, they both fucking survived? They're just chilling they in went Peru? Peru. <laughs> civil, <laughs> the Civil War in Peru. Like, I must have missed that one. It's so goddamn ridiculous. And then that chick, she was in that movie Summer School, Yeah, right? that's the girl from Summer School. And she's a lot of vagina from, uh, from oh. Austin Powers. <laughs> A lot of... A lot of vagina. <laughs> She's like the village bicycle. Everyone's had a ride. <laughs> Everybody's had a ride. <laughs> okay, so it's 1990. Now, this is what I want to talk about. That Brian Yuzna directed this. He was the producer on the first one. Brian Yuzna has a very... In- this was his, his first real movie. He did something in 78 called uh, Self-Portrait and Brains, which sounds like a weird student art project thing. But um, (laughs) this guy, okay, he makes this, and then um, he goes on to uh, make one of the strangest films ever made, um, Society, which if you haven't seen Society, have you seen it? Never heard of it. It is, I don't want to tell you anything about it, (laughs) except all you need to know about it is, and you'd know it when you saw it, The Shunting. Hmm. There's something in it called the shunting, and anybody listening to this who's seen it knows what I'm talking about. But it is one of the most bizarre, gross, but in a completely unique way, movies you will ever see. It is crazy bananas. Um, and then uh, he went on after that to make uh, the fourth Silent Night, Deadly Night, the third Return of the Living Dead, and both of the Dennis movies. And, of course, Beyond Reanimator. Yeah. And almost all of his movies have something in common. They're almost all super slimy bleh. <laughs> There's a lot of slime and, like, viscera to all his movies. And if you see Society, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because that is the grand champion of that shit. But he does a lot of it here, too. Um, you this is a good movie. What? Bride? So, I love it. I think it's probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, I love that, it's, like you said, it's super random. Especially when it opens in Peru for no reason. Um, you've got your... Uh, you, the, the only major addition to the cast um, is uh, Fabiano Urbino, or the, the Udino, which, who's the, um, a lot of the summer school girl and a lot of vagina. And uh, Kathleen Kinmont, uh, who plays uh, Gloria slash The Bride. Yeah, she did good. Yeah, but she was also in Halloween 4. 
And she was a regular on Lorenzo Lamas' series, Renegade. Oh, yeah, let me some Renegade. <laughs> she was on Renegade. Uh, Renegade. Um, Wasn't she married to him, too? Well, maybe. I didn't check that out. Yeah, she was married to him. She was married to, to Lamas? To Lamas. De Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, and David Gale, of course, is back with bat wings on his head, despite the fact that his head got smushed like a football in the first movie against a wall. But who cares about continuity? Because <laughs> this is crazy. And he died right after it. Really? He died right after he made it. Um, but I loved the head with the bat wings flying around. I thought that was real funny. Yeah. Um, this uh, this one is a lot more goofy on purpose than the first one. <laughs> I feel like. Like, the first one's very, like, got a lot of silliness going on, but this one really leans into the comedy more. Um, almost everything Herbert says makes me laugh. My, maybe my favorite line of the entire thing is when they're breaking back in, all the things that he's created are breaking back in from the cemetery. Yeah. And his only reaction is, my God, they're using tools. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, and uh, when at, at the tragic ending... When the bride pulls out her own heart and tries to hand it to Dan, <laughs> and Herbert says, "Dan, tissue rejection. Make a note of it." <laughs> <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Always um, working. Hmm? Hard, hardest working man. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, I love every time they kept going into the, um, I guess the uh, the pantry with all the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> they kept going back in over and over again. <laughs> You're nothing but a dead <laughs> head. <laughs> well, and the police cat, the police character, the police guy character is weird in this movie. Yeah, he is. He doesn't fit great. He's the only complaint I have about it is he's a little weird. Like his performance seems way too like edgy and kind of aggressive for no reason from the get go. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just kind of ramps it up through the whole thing. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It just, it's a weird tone to strike. He seems like he's in a different movie. You think? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's a weird performance. Um, I still love it. Uh, but the big thing on this one is that everybody who is anybody in special effects worked on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, get this. Okay, so you've got John Carl Buechler, who we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, Screaming Mad George who's amazing. He also did Society. He did Night of the Living Dead 3 and 4. And he did Freaked. Hmm. Um, you've got uh, Greg Nicotero, who's the, the main effects guy for Walking Dead and like 715 other things. I know he worked on Wishmaster, but a lot of people worked on Wishmaster. Um, David Allen, he's a stop motion guy who's been doing it for a very long time. He made the, uh, he did the effects for the porn version of Flash Gordon in the 70s. Um, Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. And, but he also did the effects for The Howling, Willow, The Stuff, and Dolls. Um, so basically every movie I grew up with. And then uh, you got uh, Robert Kurtzman, who did Dust Till Dawn and Wishmaster and Bubba Hotep. Like, all these guys worked on this movie, <laughs> and you can tell. Because it is crazy nonsense bananas. Like, the effects work is off the chain in this. It's crazy. Um, Good. Yeah, well, and Dan's, Dan's, Dan's best performances in the second one, if for no other reason than he has probably the tagline that should be for all three movies. Herbert, this has got to stop! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But he convinces them every time. Yeah, no, he does. Uh, the budget was uh, estimated at $2 million. How much did it make, though? I couldn't well, it had a very small theatrical release, and I didn't see anything in terms of how much it made on it. But it had to cleaned up on video. Um, I know, every, I mean, I've seen it many times. Um, there's a really good, if you have Shutter, um, it was on... Um, I do, actually. Okay, uh, Joe Bob did it. And he talked to Jeffrey Combs on the episode. Um, but he even said he was like, this might be better than the first one. Um, I think it is, personally. I, it's my favorite of the three, I think. But, I mean, they're all great, and it's a really close thing. But I really enjoy the second one a lot. I just think the, 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 the dialogue's real snappy. The effects are off the hook. I think it's really well done. Um, which is why I don't understand the Rotten Tomatoes for it. It doesn't make any sense. 37 from critics, which is... F- they're critics, whatever. Harsh, harsh. But 45 from audience. I don't get it. I mean, people thought it was kind of... I, I feel like people went into it with an expectation that it was going to be a bigger thing. And they were like, it's the same thing as the first one, which it isn't. The effects are Not a different all. level. Different movie. Well, and the effects are a completely different level. Like, the gore in it is way higher. It, the, the story is completely different. Herbert's still being Herbert, but that's what you want in your reanimator movie. Yeah, that didn't change. Yeah, so I they don't just get stepped it. up their game. They stepped up their work production. I agree. I think it's a great movie. I don't, I don't know why that... It's the same thing with the, the IMDb is 6.2, which is still too low, but it's better than what Rotten Tomatoes is saying. I don't get Rotten Tomatoes thing at all. And most of the critics ones that didn't like it, it was all like, oh, retread of the same thing. But it isn't. It really Especially isn't. Especially the ending, man. That was pretty gnarly, the yeah. ending. The ending's super gnarly. And, and it's a whole different kind of... The story's completely different. The tone is way jokier. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's great. Um, and, but even more surprising is Beyond. Um, okay, Beyond Reanimator. 2003. 13 years after Bride, which is crazy nonsense. So, well, 12 years, I think, between technically because they shot it. You know. um, <laughs> the opening of the third one was great. <laughs> everything in the third one is great. Um, 12 years between sequels. And usually that is not a good thing. Usually. Well. Not in this case. Dumb and Dumber 2. Mm. You know, it, it, it rarely works out. I haven't seen the new Bill and Ted. I've heard that's actually pretty good. But see, I heard the opposite. Yeah, see, but usually that doesn't work. If you wait way too long, and then the only the only other example I can think of recently is that however they're doing it, I don't know how. Kids in the Hall, I don't know if you've seen the new ones. Mm-hmm. It's like they never left. I mean, they're all in their 60s now, so a lot of the jokes are about that. But it's like they never left. They haven't lost a step. But most stuff, if you wait way too long between sequels, and then you come back, it comes off as like just being weird. You know, yeah. but this one does not. Um, the only returning cast member is is, is Jeff Jeffrey Combs, um, because Dan turned state's evidence on him apparently yeah. <laughs> after Pride. I like how they you know way past the beginning of the first, and that's what it you know they just correct that real quick, and they're like, oh yeah, he turned state's evidence. I'm like, oh, so all that stuff in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. After that, then you know they arrest him, and then Dan's like, oh no, he did this, 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 and this, and this. Um, which he probably should have done that earlier, you'd think, but whatever. 
Um, and, and I don't know, and this is going to get film nerdy. Did you see any of the old Hammer Frankenstein movies? Maybe. Like with Peter Cushing as, as Dr. Frankenstein? Yeah, I mean... Okay, it, what what goes with Herbert reminds me of what they did with Dr. Frankenstein. Because I think there's a difference in Count's performance in this movie. You know, the Universal the Universal Frankenstein series had a problem in that they kept killing the monster and then bringing back the monster, but at some point you're going to run out of good ways to do that. Hmm. <laughs> right? And it's always the same monster. Whereas Hammer had a really good idea. They just kept the Doctor and he kept making new monsters. And he would try different shit every episode, right? Or every movie. And they did like six or seven of them. So, you know, the first one, he's still, he's, he's arrogant, but he's still a little bit idealistic. Like, I'm going to beat death or whatever. By the third and fourth ones, he's just a straight up, like, psycho. Like, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I feel like. And by the, like, they made nine of them, that's right. The ninth one, he's making a monster, but it's almost like he's just going through the motions because he didn't know what else to do with his time. <laughs> I get a little of that vibe from Herbert in this movie. Like, I'm doing it again. Eh. Just this time in a it's prison. Just, it's what I do. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know how to do anything else, right? Um, so, uh, Elsa Pataki is, is the other big thing to, to watch in this, playing the reporter. Um, because she's going on to have quite the career. She's in a bunch of Fast and Furious movies. She is? She's Elena in Fast and Furious. Five, six, and seven. At least. Um, she was also in Snakes on a Plane. But snakes on a Plane. Who's going to get these Monday to Friday snakes? <laughs> no, what is it? Uh, who's going to get the, I, I'm trying to remember how they did it. It was off this Monday to Friday plane, but... Um, okay, so there's nothing subtle about three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even by the standards of this series, it's way crazier than anything else. But it's almost, and it's not a great comparison because it's much better, but it reminded me of, of the third um, Human Centipede a little <laughs> in that it's hard to categorize it. Oof. But you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to compare it to anything because it's kind of its own thing. Like, it's really, really over the top all the time. It was tame, though. The third human centipede, it wasn't tamed. No. Well, I wouldn't call this tamed. Uh, oh, no, no, no. There's like there's a half guy running around for half the movie. A half a dude. Yeah, but there's like a certain like control there's, about This it. is much sillier than any of the other ones. This is sillier than two for sure. Um the other uh the only the only problems I have with this one, and I love it, but the only problems I have with this one, the plot's a little bit convoluted with the whole soul thing gets weird uh and a lot of the acting is really overdone particularly the warden (laughs) um warden bardo is really really over the top although i discovered from reading up on it how why that is this is shot in spain really it was the only movie of the series shot outside the u.s and they overdubbed a bunch of the actors dialogue so they wouldn't have accents and you can tell if you watch it again because Bardo for sure is being overdubbed and whoever's doing the dubbing is going 110%. He's not just chewing scenery. He's starting at the corner of the screen and just eating the entire thing. Um, he's just so much. Uh, speedball's like that too, to some extent. The crazy drug dude. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, the, the, although he does have one of my favorite exchanges after he turns into a skeleton, basically, from using this stuff. Hey, man, can you give me another fix? I think you've had enough. <laughs> I liked it, though, because the whole the whole series, you're wondering what's going to happen if like regular person. It's not good. <laughs> Love that he's like, I didn't need another fix. <laughs> I think you've had enough. <laughs> Um, the effects on this is great because, uh, and you can tell, uh, the Screaming Mad George was, was the guy in, in charge because it feels very Screaming Mad George. <laughs> it feels a lot. It has that freaked kind of society kind of, everything Screaming Mad George does has a little bit of rubberiness to it and that's not a criticism, but he always, you can always kind of feel it's a little rubbery. His effects work. Yeah. Um, Cabrera, particularly in this, the half guy, which they do a great job with considering, you know, it wasn't a huge budget. Um, this was released on my 19th birthday. Was it? Hmm. Um, but it's it's fun, and it's it, and I, I do love the ending of this probably better than any of the other ones. That Herbert steals the guy's ID and just like, bye! <laughs> I liked him. I was kind of hoping he wasn't going to get it at the end. Because there was going to be another one. Well, yeah, they wrote um, they wrote House of Reanimator, but they never released it. Well, I think you know, that was in that, between. Those did you know, two like in March of this year, they released a trailer, The Curse of the Reanimator. Mm. Like a I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Um, because that's that's something different, but I'm getting to it. Um, because I haven't watched these yet. Uh, but I'll get to it. Okay, so you said you really liked this one, huh? No, it was really good. It was just surprising. Surprisingly good. Yeah, for for being that late in the game. Yeah, it's 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 really well done. And it's well shot, I believe. Even uh, they're like all pretty super, well shot. Um, but, I mean, it progressed, you know. Yeah, it just looked good. It was, I really liked it. It was. It's kind of, I don't know. It's almost like a tie for my first one, but I, I really like the second one. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're all great. I mean, it's almost like a three way tie for me. I'd watch any of them. Um, okay, so uh, it had a three million dollar budget. Uh, and, uh, on its theatrical release, it only made 300K, but I mean. It actually went to the theaters? Yeah. Well, it made 300,000, but of course it only made 300,000. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know why they bothered. Um, but I'm sure, again, I'm sure it's made its budget back by now on, on rentals. Um, 2003, we were still going to Blockbuster and I know a lot of people that saw this on tape and or DVD. 2003, were you doing DVDs already? Uh, in the beginning. Yeah. Well, it, was, it had already been a couple few years, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, it's got Rotten Tomatoes. I don't get this. It, it got a better critic score than Pride. The second one, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense to me. It's got exactly the same, if I'm not mistaken. It's got the same audience score of 39, which doesn't make any sense either. Um, an IMDb of 5.8, which is too low. But, again, I don't know how you rate this. This feels more like, this is why I'm saying it reminds me of Human Centipede 3, that I don't, it's so over the top and so weird that it's hard to rate this on any scale because I don't know what the basis of comparison is. Yeah. It's really not like the first two. It's way, way sillier and way, like, crazier than the first two. It's like a serious silly. Kind of, but the third one really dials back to serious. There's not much serious going on in that third movie. When you start the thing, when you start the thing with the babysitter getting her head tapped against the wall about four or five times, 
by somebody whose tongue is just blah, 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 and then they have them drink milk, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that, that first scene of that guy with his jaw gone trying to drink a carton of milk was real, real funny. Uh, <laughs> so, but here's what I was getting into. Okay, so they wrote House of Reanimator. Um, they, you know, the thing is that um, all of H.P. Lovecraft stuff has moved into public domain. What does that mean? That means that it's no longer protected by copyright. So if you want to make a reanimator movie, you can just make a reanimator movie. Nobody owns Herbert West as a character. It's the same reason that you're going to have, that they've, they're releasing a uh, Winnie the Pooh horror movie this year called Blood and Honey. Because Winnie the Pooh moved yeah, into yeah. public domain, so anybody can make a Winnie the Pooh movie. So the Italians in, uh, in 2017 made a knockoff called Herbert West Reanimator. But um, over the last few years, there's been a whole parallel series that uh, apparently Full Moon's done, which is called The Resonator. So it looks like, and I haven't seen them yet. I kind of want to, though. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're not great because, you know, Full Moon's very hit and mostly miss. But... Um, they're called the Resonator series, and the reason they're called the Resonator series is, have you seen From Beyond? Vaguely, but okay. now after this, I need to see it because a lot of the people are in it. Yeah, and it's and it's it really shows how good an actor Combs is because his character uh, in From Beyond could not be less like Herbert. Um, he's kind of a weaselly little kind of nothing who turns into a crazy creature with a thing popping out of his head. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, the whole point of From Beyond was that this guy built this thing called the Resonator that basically allows extra-dimensional beings to be seen and interact with the world. So they made this Resonator series where basically they took that and Reanimator and combined them. So, they do re hmm. so they've made Resonator, and then the second one, it was that they introduce Herbert. Yeah. And then the third one is the Chris the Reanimator you were talking about. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen them. I'm sure they're not as good as these, but I kind of want to see them anyway because they sound interesting. And they were um, they were uh, directed by the guy who uh, made all the Ginger Dead Man movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they've got a TV miniseries coming out too. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't expect that it's good, but I do kind of want to see it just to see the comparison. But yeah, that's Reanimator. It was. I'm glad we did it. It was good. Uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, I cannot recommend them enough. Um, I have a, I will forever have a soft spot for two. It's always going to be my favorite. Um, I love one. I said that's second by a hair and then three, I, but I love them all. I think they're all great movies. I, I could mess that order however and I'd still love all of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. I don't really have an order, but second one for sure. If I really true. had to put a, if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd just be that guy and just say, you know what, two, three, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then two, one, three for me is how I'd do it. Um, just, if for no other reason than just tissue rejection, Dan, make a note. <laughs> <laughs> that nervous this has got to stop. Um, yeah. Herbert, this has got to stop. stop. Um, no, they're great. I'm, I'm thrilled I got to watch them again. So, 
A, sorry this took so long this time because life gets in the way. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of drama. Anyway, uh, next up, we're looking at uh, Transporter, right? Yes, sir. Transporter series. Transporter series. And yes, there are four of them. You probably didn't know there were four of them. I found out today there was four of them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. Hope uh, Francis doesn't mess it up. Yeah, Francis is the transporter. I wonder if it's like a prequel. I don't think it is. I think it's a sequel, but we'll find out. A young Statham? Yeah, maybe, but he doesn't look remotely like Statham. Nah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anything you uh, recommend people see that you've seen lately? Uh, I recommend... The Obi-Wan? Yeah, I need to see that. Only because it gives... I mean, I can't even explain it. Because I, I know exactly how you, you're going to feel. Because it, there's, what it does, and it gives so much legitimacy to uh, both Darth Vader and Obi-Wan's characters. Mm-hmm. With what they do in that in the series. Because what they're still able to do with James Earl Jones still being around. Mm-hmm. So, But I highly recommend it. It's only six episodes? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And then I watched a weird one on uh, Hulu with Andrew Garfield. It's called uh, "Under the Banner of Heaven." So it's like it's a it's like True Detectives meets. uh, It's like True Detectives in the late '80s or mid '80s, but it has to do with like uh, Mormons and the cult part of it. Ooh, yeah, that sounds. But it was on Hulu, and I recommend it. It was good. It wasn't. Hulu's got some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hulu's got Letterkenny. They get. They get. They get uh, uh, props for Leonard Kenny. Yeah, but what's his name? Uh, Jeff Bridges is on a show. Has a show right now with John Lithgow. Oh, on Hulu. I forget the name of it, but I've been watching a couple episodes. Or go Hulu, shit. Yeah, I recommend that if you got Hulu. Um, yeah. Uh, if you got kids, The Bad Guys is a cute movie, and we enjoyed it a lot. Um, I could recommend that. I took my kids to it. It's it's a lot of fun. What about uh, the Jurassic Park movie? Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. We gotta do that series though. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, but uh, I did I did watch that one, so I'm ready to go. That's a that'd be a two parter. Yeah, we'll movies. do Transporter first, then we can do that after that, maybe. Yeah. And we have a friend who wants to guest at some point, so we need to talk to him about it. Talking about Cook. Yep. I was gonna text him to actually give me a because he actually gave me a couple of suggestions, but I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. We got to get him on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, that's pretty much all I got. Um, uh, uh, shout out to our listeners across the pond. Yep, yep. Uh, much appreciated. Your people, thank you for your patience because I know this took a while. Um, work's been crazy, and kids, and you know, stuff. Yeah, stuff. Well, uh, we are the Series Run Podcast. We are on Instagram, Facebook, uh, the Series Run Podcast, uh, at gmail.com if you want to send us anything. Uh, recommendations. I'd love suggestions, yeah. Recommendations uh, are great. Yeah. Uh, as long as, it, like I said, as long as it fits, fits the criteria, we'll do it. Yep. That's three movies. We're on it. Yes, sir. But uh, we'll be back with the transporter. I'm about to go on vacation for uh, America's birthday. There you go. I think it's Trump's birthday, actually. Uh, really. See how you are. <laughs> it's the real uh, American. Here. It's the real American birthday. Yeah, happy death day is what I'm saying there. Um, <laughs> happy death day. Heard that. But uh, yeah, so uh, see you next time. Hopefully sooner than rather than later. Um, we'll get this thing knocked out ASAP. Yeah.
Alright, we'll be, we'll be there. Oh, peace.